Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing yourself to earth for us because you love us, each and every one of us. Lord, impress upon us what that really was like, Lord. Help us to understand even the power that it took to raise you from, from death to life. We love you and just pray, Lord, that you would bless every individual here today. We love you, Lord, and it's in your precious name we pray. We pray, pray that we bless Pastor Steve as he brings this Christmas message. Amen. 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 We are finally here at Christmas Eve. Woo? Yeah. That's sort of that's kind of some tepid woos. We're finally here at Christmas Eve. Woo! And um, one of the cool things about this this time is, especially when we're a group of uh, such a diverse group of people is that we all have different Christmas traditions. And I'm curious, I like to do this sometimes, what are some of the either Christmas Eve or Christmas traditions that you particularly enjoy? There's there's one young lady out there that has one that she definitely wants to share with us. What would that be? What do you guys do Christmas morning? You have cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Oh, still in your jammies and everything? Oh, yeah. That's a, that, yeah, that's a tradition that I think more of us should definitely get behind. What about, what about the rest of you? What are some of the other fun Christmas traditions that you like to do or have? The one time a year you lit a fire in the fireplace. Wow, yeah. Normally we're not allowed to do that very often. Especially here. Yeah. What else? Uh, I'm very impatient, so I start giving my wife gifts before. Some of you give gifts early, and uh, that's something that we found out a number of years ago. You don't really have to. I'll say quiet or something. They don't give a gift. You don't have to wait until Christmas for some of those gifts. Well, I'm sure that each of you has different musts or things that you definitely like to do. Um, I want to share one of the traditions that maybe you have are not aware of. Now, we often sing a lot this time of year, and one of the songs I have actually heard it playing a little bit before our service is this song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. You're familiar with that song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. Well, every year for the past 40 years, there's been something called the Christmas Price Index that is put out that calculates the cost of what it takes to buy your true love all of those gifts gifts this is not a made-up thing this is an actual tradition they've been doing for over 40 years now a partridge is not that expensive but apparently the price of pear trees has gone up that'll set you back about 319 dollars this year if you want two turtle doves because they are so rare, 750 bucks for your two turtle doves. Three French hens are not as rare, but the cost still increased to 330 bucks. If you want four calling birds, those of you that are in a family, you're very familiar with family plans. Those prices have stayed just about the same every year for the last number of years, 
It'll still cost you about 600 bucks for four calling birds. If you want five gold rings, you might think those would be pretty expensive. Actually, not too bad. 1,245 bucks. But not quite as expensive as the birds coming up. Six geese are $780, but the seven swans of swimming will set you back a pretty penny. 13,000 bucks if you want a group of swans to come swimming in your little pond or your bird bath. If you want to hire eight maids of milking because the federal minimum wage hasn't changed in a long time, you can get them, get eight people for 58 bucks. We know, we know, underpaid. If you want to hire a dance company, 8,300 bucks. If you want to hire 10 lords of leaping because they still think they're way too important, They'll set you back $14,000. They continue to inflate their importance. 11 pipers, if you want some musicians, $3,200. Or 12 drummers, a cool $3,400. For a grand total of $46,000 in change. And due to inflation, that's about just under 3% more than last year. The total Christmas price index there you have it. It's a bit of a silly tradition. But there are lots of great traditions for this season, including reading the Christmas story. I'm going to read that in a few moments for us. Some of you, that might be part of your tradition or something that you've done before. I remember when my grandfather was alive, that was the one thing that he always made sure to do every year. Reading the Christmas story is a helpful practice. It helps focus us and remind us of all Christ has done. It draws us towards the loving gift and presence of God, where we, just like the people on that first Christmas night, can draw near in awe and wonder as well. So whether it's your first time or you've heard this story too many times to count, I invite you to hear it once again with fresh ears, Listen to the story, imagine the setting, and remember the gift that this baby was and is to the world. I'll be reading from Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. 
and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Traditional Christmas story from Luke chapter 2. The moment when love was born into the world. In fact, the Christmas story is a love story that's written to all of us. The gift of God's love in human form, a Savior sent to earth to live and die and be raised to new life, a gift that is offered to each of us. When you accept that gift, and believe in Jesus, everything opens up for you. You begin to see all that God has promised and planned for you. Perhaps the most well-known verse in the world due to many sports events is John 3.16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. As we celebrate today, I recognize that sometimes it's hard to receive this good news. You may be experiencing this year the harsh realities of life. Those hard times that come upon us all. Maybe you had unsettling news this year, or unexpected human failure, or you lost people you love. You've experienced circumstances that have increased your fear or anxiety and maybe even mistrust. So yes, receiving and believing this good news may be a hard step for you at this moment. Maybe you feel unlovable. Or you've been burned by human love too many times to trust that there's something greater out there. Maybe you feel unworthy you think, if only people knew the secrets and the doubts and the fear and the pain that I have inside, who would want little old me? 
And the answer is, God does. No matter where you are at, or what you've done. Because the love offered through Jesus is a love that sees and understands and receives and welcomes you with open arms. No matter who you are or what you've done. The very next verse in John, verse 17, says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So no matter what or who has wounded you this year, God's love can heal you. He does not ask you to ignore your hurts or pretend they did not happen. You don't have to hide them away to experience his love. Rather, he invites you to bring those hurts to him and allow him to fill the broken and empty places and spaces within so that you can be made new. The good news is that the love given through Jesus is not only enough, it's more than enough. The book of 1 John, or the letter of 1 John, describes it like this in chapter 4. I put these verses on the back of your bulletin so you don't have to, don't have to write the references down. It says this, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made, what? Complete in us. Last week we shared that phrase that Jesus shared where he said that his joy would be in us and that our joy would be made complete. This week, that love would be made complete in us. For so many people on that first night, this birth of love was the good news of great joy that they so desperately needed to hear. These were people that had been under the thumb of an oppressor for a long, long time. Ironically, today, tonight, in what is traditionally Christmas festivities in Bethlehem, none of that has happened. In fact, we lit our candles around the time that they would normally be having Christmas services there. But due to war and lack of peace, everything is on hold this year. So we light our candles because Bethlehem is not like this. So many people need the good news of great joy. And in that day and in our day, the lives of those with little or shaky hope and real struggles can begin to see hope growing in this baby. A hope that actually can begin to transform lives. Sadly, however, it didn't move the needle for the rich and powerful much as it does today. See, in that day, those people were more concerned with the census 
They wanted to know how many people there were, where they lived, and most importantly, how much money they could extract from the people. Sound familiar? How much power they could gain. And they busied themselves by counting and planning and storing away. And they tried to gain more in the world, but in the process, they missed the gift to the world. They took a squealing baby out in the barn to change everything. A most precious gift wrapped not in fancy clothes or fine linens, but in strips of cloth that were fit for a barn. Strips of cloth that fit perfectly in that humble setting. These were rags that held and surrounded the gift of love in the world. You see, Jesus came for humanity at a time and a place when least expected, and my friends, that is true for us as well. That Christ shows up when you least expect it, and perhaps when you most need him to. God shows up, inviting you to believe the good news that he has the power to change the trajectory of your life, opening you to the hope and peace and joy and love that was born that night. A light shining in the darkness, a sign of hope available to all. This Christmas Eve, know this, the future is certain. So we celebrate that Jesus was born, that he lived on earth, that he died on the cross for our sins, and was resurrected to new eternal life, and he offers the same gift to you as we wait for him to return. This month we've talked a little bit about this first advent. And then I've also talked a little bit about the final advent. The day that we await when Christ returns to earth. But just like a lot of those kids out there, waiting is hard. If you've already opened gifts, you already know waiting is hard. How then do we wait for Christ to return? I'm including a verse that typically we don't use a lot or reference too many times from the letter to Titus, chapter 2. It says this, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. This is how we are to wait. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Friends, one day when Jesus returns for that final advent, it will be the blessed hope that we wait for all things made new, restored, remade. Not only you and me, but all of creation awaits that day. As you lean into this hope this Christmas season, allow God's wisdom to guide you, especially as you step into a brand new year. The book of Proverbs says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
So if you are asking the questions and you are seeking the path God has shown, then you're already well on the way that God wants most for you. Don't give up. Continue at it. Draw near to God and you will not be disappointed. Dig into his word. And talk to God from your heart. For God's heart is already open to you and full of love for you. The very presence of God will actually empower you to do things that you don't think you're capable of. It will empower you in unexpected ways, leading you to do or say or act in ways that aren't always comfortable. Or as the words in Titus say, eager to do what is good. My friends, be eager to do what is good this year. This is the result of a life changed by the gift of love given that first Christmas. A life that changes little by little by little. More and more and more. Until that glorious day when Christ returns our blessed hope. In the meantime, you are called to be God's witnesses. Acts 1 says you will receive power from the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Witnesses sharing the good news of Jesus through the lens of your lives. Not always through the words you speak, but often by the acts of your hands and what you do. Eager to do what is good. My friends, this is how we wait for that final advent. Eager, expectant, full of hope, running fast, with enthusiasm, the sound of voices out there. Indeed, it is a thrill of hope, for Christ is our blessed hope this day. Friends, in a few moments we're going to sing again. We're going to light some candles and sing Silent Night. I want to lead us in a prayer as we prepare our hearts and um, join me in this time. We pray, come child of Bethlehem, make your presence known to us and live in our midst. Teach us the ways of your kingdom and make our hearts one as fellow children of God. Jesus, we thank you for coming to earth to live as one of us, to know what it's like to be us. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that your spirit has moved in hearts and drawn us together, one family this morning. Lord, we pray that all that we do and say in these next hours and days will be pleasing to your sight, that you will receive all glory, honor, and praise this day and forever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Church, as you prepare to go the rest of today and enjoy Christmas tomorrow, go in the certain knowledge of God the Father, whose love for you is immense, beyond all compare. Go blessed by God and in his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, amen and amen. Church, have a wonderful Christmas. Go ahead.
Merry Christmas, everybody.